she's usually very calm, especially while I'm driving. She she'll play with those toys, but really she just wants to sit on someone's lap and stare out the window. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Welcome to Season 4 of the Cat Explorer Podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. Today we're chatting to David, who travels around America with his kitty Tora in a truck. But before we jump in, we'd love it if you could take a screenshot of your phone or a photo of what you're doing and share it to your Instagram stories. Tag us at catexplorer.community and our amazing guest at Tora Travels and share what you think of today's episode. We're so excited to hear your thoughts. Us humans tend to have a family tree and we know about our family health history. But for most of us, we don't have those details about our kitties. I wanted to learn more about Lumos and Noxie, so we've sent their DNA to Bay's Paws. It was so easy to do with the kit they sent us, and it took me less than 15 seconds to do it myself. I can't wait to see what their DNA tells us. Are they actually predominantly domestic shorthair kitties? What does this mean about where their personalities came from? And the main reason we did the test, what diseases might they be predisposed to because of what's hidden in their DNA, and how can we prepare for these? You can learn more about your kitty with a Bay's Paws DNA cat kit. Bay's Paws have generously given you $15 off your very own cat kit. Just use the code CATEXPLORER at checkout on bayspaws.com. That's CATEXPLORER, one word, on bayspaws.com. We've been really lucky to have had a variety of cat explorers on the podcast, and today we'll be diving into a new type of cat exploring. The type that you do in a truck. Tora travels with her humans in a truck as they crisscross over America for work. So we're so excited to learn more about Tora being a trucker kitty and more. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you guys for having me. So we'd love to hear about Tora. How did she come into your life? Uh, When we got Tora, we had just decided that we wanted to have the cat in the truck. So we were really looking forward to adopting. But being in a truck, no one really wanted to adopt out to us uh, because of this lifestyle. So we actually spent uh, about two months while we were traveling, just searching any state that we were in for different uh, shelters and stuff like that, but no one would adopt out to us. So we started expanding into breeders and things like that. And after about two months, uh, we were coming back to Florida and we got in contact with a lady that had Torah and we explained the situation to her. You know, uh, we're truck drivers. We live in the truck, and we've been turned down by a lot of people, and she was really excited to give Tora to us, so we met up with her and took Tora home. So as soon as we got Tora, she was on a four-hour car drive back home, and that sort of started her life traveling. Oh, I just love that. I have a silly question. What breed is Tora? Uh, Tora is a Scottish fold but her ears never folded down, so they call them Scottish straights or Scottish short hairs. I did wonder that because I did notice she doesn't have the folded ears, so that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about her personality. Tora is very calm compared to other cats, especially for a kitten. She prefers to just lay around and kind of be lazy. She doesn't really run around a lot and get excited. When she plays with toys, 
she's very slow. Like if you've seen a cat very tired playing, how they'll swat and they can't really catch the toy. That's Tora all the time. <laughs> so she's very calm and very relaxed, relaxed and likes to sit around and watch stuff happen. Oh, that's lovely. So Tora's a trucker kitty, which we've established. And before we jump too far down that road, we also want to touch on how you started her to be a cat explorer. So how did you introduce Tora to the harness and how did you harness train her? With harness training, we actually had a couple days at home before we were in the truck with her. So we would just put the harness on her and let her sit around and kind of get the feel of being in it. So at first she would just sit there and she wouldn't move. And we'd leave it on for like 30 minutes to an hour. And then we'd take it off and she'd go and play. And then we'd put it on her and she'd sit there and she wouldn't move. And eventually she got to where she was walking around the house and being comfortable in it. And that's when we started, we'd put the leash on her. And of course, she was very resilient to taking up the leash. So she would just sit there and freeze again. And then eventually she started moving. So we started taking her on walks inside the house. And then by the time she was walking inside the house, then we moved into the truck where we were introducing her to new experiences and going outside. So she got comfortable on the harness and leash while she was in an area that she was familiar with. That's a really good idea, actually, because then it reduces the chances of her being distracted or feeling stressed. So you guys did an awesome job there. Thank you. So we've spoken about Tora being a trucker kitty. I have my ideas on what a trucker kitty is, but do you mind telling us what your definition of a trucker cat is? Oh, well, we're just truck drivers by trade. So, you know, uh, we're working every day in the truck and Tora just rides along with us. So three of you travel in the truck together and it's something that's for us is unusual. Like I hadn't thought about much about it and I don't think I knew anyone else who did it until we sort of came across you guys and then it sort of started popping up a bit more and we sort of saw this phenomena. Is it common? And like, how did you come up with this idea of taking Tora with you guys? I don't think it's too common for cats to be in trucks. You see more dogs, but it it's kind of common to have pets out here because it's a very separated lifestyle. You're on your own. You don't really go home that often. So a lot of people want pets for uh, companionship. And I am seeing a lot more cats recently, but it's mainly a dog thing. Uh, we weren't sure. We knew we wanted a pet with us, but we weren't sure if we could do it in the truck. We weren't sure about taking her outside and doing all that because we knew she had to get exercise. We couldn't keep her in the truck all the time. And one of the first cat explorers that we saw was uh, Gary from Great Grams of Gary. And through seeing him and following his posts, that's where we got the idea of, okay, we can really make this happen. We can take her outside and she can go outside and explore and get exercise. So that's where the idea that we could have her in the truck with us came from. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's um, I've recently started to notice a lot of dogs doing it, but it's great that you've met a lot of other cats who are doing it. That's really cool. So I have to ask, like, do most of the trucking companies allow employees to have their pets in the truck? And is there like an approval process or are there some things that you need to do to make to tick any boxes? Um, most allow pets, but it's kind of the same restrictions that you would get staying at a hotel. It's primarily dogs. They have to be under a certain weight. And with trucking companies, there's usually a fee that you have to pay. Like for my company specifically, you have to pay $500, uh, and that's just to 
make sure that they can maintain the equipment when you give it back to them, that they can go through and clean everything. And if there's any scratches, they can fix it. So then how does Toro travel in the truck? Is there gear that you use? Is there a special setup for it? Um, in the truck, she free roams. So when we're driving, she's free to walk around the cab and do all that because there is a lot more space in here than you would think. Uh, we have bunk beds in the truck. And the top bunk is where Tora's stuff is. She has her food and water bowl up there, her scratching post. So she has that whole area to herself. Wow, that's so awesome. She has her whole bunk to herself. Yeah, she does. She loves it up there. <laughs> that's so awesome. Did you have to create any, like, special nooks or crannies for her? Because, like, when we spoke to, for example, Rich and Willow or some of the other cats who go vanning or in RVs, they've, had, they've put up, like, little boxes or things like that. Is there anything like that that you've had to create? She has a cat condo on the top bunk, and that's where she likes to spend her time. So how do you deal with, say, kitty litter and, you know, those sort of challenges that you'd normally get if you're living at home? I think that's actually the most frequent question that we get is the kitty litter. So we have cabinets in the back of the truck, and in the bottom cabinet is where we keep the litter box, and you just take it out once or twice a day and there's no odor or anything like that we've had mechanics get in the truck to work on stuff and they're like oh you have a cat it doesn't smell in here at all so just stay on top of cleaning it and it's not a problem and to be honest that's what we should be doing at home anyways stay on top of it and then yeah like i think yeah that makes 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 a lot of sense does it ever occur that you need to sleep outside the truck for any reason and then what would you do in those situations if it did occur yes uh sometimes there's mechanical issues, so the truck breaks down, it has to be in the shop, and then we can't sleep in the truck. We have to stay at hotels, so that can be difficult. I think that's the most challenging thing about trucking with a cat, is finding hotels that will accommodate her. Uh, and I actually have a story for that. We broke down in Minnesota in a small town, and we were trying to find a hotel, so I'm calling around everywhere, which is about four hotels, because it's a small town, and everyone's telling me, like, Yeah, we're pet friendly, but only dogs. So I get to the last place, and I'm like, hey, are you guys pet friendly? And they're like, yeah, of course. And I go to ask, do you allow cats? And he hung up on me. So I just assumed it's the last hotel. That's where we're going anyway. So we go, and we get there, and we get checked in. And as soon as we get to the room, the phone rings, which is weird for a hotel. So I answer, and it's the front desk. And he's like, hey, I didn't realize it was a cat until after you paid just don't let my manager see. So we got really lucky in that situation. But usually we end up in a bigger city where we can find hotels that will accommodate cats. Wow, that would have been a sticky one. Do you, like in Australia, Airbnbs are quite prolific in those little towns and they, like we've had better luck at finding Airbnbs that are pet friendly or cat friendly. And I have a bit of a spiel where I'll be like, we have well-behaved cats and they do this all the time and we've got a scratching pole and kitty litter and we'll bring their own beds and that usually helps. But is are Airbnbs usually pet-friendly in the U.S. as well? We actually haven't used Airbnb. It's not something that I had even heard of until recently. Mm-hmm. So next time we have an issue like that, we'll definitely turn to Airbnb and see what our options are. Mm. Yeah, because um, it's it, it's interesting you say that because the thought had never occurred to me until recently to look into pet friendly hotels because I find it so much easier to find pet friendly Airbnbs 
and we're going down to Melbourne in a couple of months' time, and everyone's like, why didn't you just look at all the pet-friendly hotels? And I was like, the thought never even occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have known about Airbnb sooner, but now hopefully it helps. Yeah, now you know. So aside from a mechanical breakdown day, can you paint a picture of what a typical day for Toro and yourself would look like? A typical day, we usually start out around 4 in the morning with a walk, uh, just a short walk, like 5, 10 minutes, just to get out of the truck. We drive for probably 6 hours, and then that's when we take a 30-minute break, uh, which is mandatory by law here. So we get out, and during that 30 minutes, we usually spend that time walking again and just playing outside and having fun and then we'll get back in the truck drive for probably five more hours and then we'll get out and walk again and that's pretty much our days is driving and getting out and going to explore cool so how do you keep tora entertained over those six or five hour drives so she actually has uh, string toys that we've tied around the truck in random places that way when i'm driving they're swinging so when we're driving, she's playing with those or sleeping on the dashboard, which is one of her favorite things to do. Well, that's pretty clever and a good way to use the momentum of the truck to your advantage. Yeah, uh, it was actually Destiny, the one that runs the Instagram account, that decided to do that. and It's helped a lot with keeping Tora like, preoccupied so she's not trying to jump on the steering wheel and stuff like that. Actually, let's do that in the car. Mm. Yeah, because Noxie sometimes gets a bit bored. Let's try that. Yeah. Because so, what is Tora like as a trucker? Kiwi? Like, is she pretty calm most of the time, or does she get agitated and does she get bored easily? She's usually very calm, especially while I'm driving. She she'll play with those toys, but really, she just wants to sit on someone's lap and stare out the window. The only time she gets really excited is when I'm like making a delivery or picking something up. So like. I have other truck drivers around me and, like, the business that I'm at looking at me and Tora's trying to, like, climb on me and stuff like that. So that's when she gets excited, which we're working on. But usually she's very calm. So is that more of a she wants to see what you're doing or she wants to get in the middle of the action or? I don't know what gets her going during those times, but I think a little bit of both wanting to be in the action and wanting to see what I'm doing as well. Oh, that's just awesome. Like, You've spoken about how calm she is, like, in the truck. Did you have to do anything in terms of training her to understand how to be calm in the truck or how to travel in the truck or anything like that? Um, not really. She's just calm by nature. But one of the main things that we had to teach her with traveling in the truck, a big question that we get asked is keeping her out of the pedals. Uh, how does that go? That's people's main concern is what if the cat gets under the pedal. So we have to explain that when we first got her in the truck, we put a rug under my feet by the pedals that we sprayed with a scent that she didn't like, uh, like citrus, Mm -hmm. and not sprayed it to where the whole truck was engulfed in citrus, but we took it outside and sprayed it lightly. That way the scent was there faintly and then kept it by the pedals. That way when she would come to that area, she would smell it and realize she didn't like it. So she would leave that area. So now I don't have the mat there, and she just avoids the pedals altogether. Okay. No, that's um, a good point that you make. Are there any essential skills that you think would be good for a trucker kitty to have? I think the most important thing would be being harness trained and walking on a leash because they can't get the energy that they need or get the exercise that they need, rather, in 
the confined space of the truck. So getting them outside and walking and exercising and playing out there, I think is the most important thing. That's a really good point because um, it's like for us humans, if we stay seated for long periods of time, it's not great for us. So they also need their exercise too. And the yeah, bonus is that I imagine having her around makes you guys have to walk around too and get that break. Yes, that was a big benefit of getting hers. It's a very sedentary lifestyle. So having her makes us go, okay, we have to get out of the truck and start walking now. So that's actually helped a lot. That's really, really awesome. So were you trucking before Tora came into your lives? Well, I assume you were. Has having her changed anything for you? Uh, yes, we were driving for, I believe, three or four months before getting Tora. And it's changed a lot, actually. It's helped with, like we were just talking about, getting out of the truck and being active. But it's also helped with having a companion in the truck. Even though there's two of us, it's still nice to have someone to like take care of and play with, you know. So it's been a big improvement. I can only imagine how the dynamics have changed and how having Torah really just changes things up because you're not just like a person can take care of them, take care of themselves, but a cat would be looking to you for constant attention and be looking to you for care. So and I def- definitely relate to that. Yeah, it's it's been a big help in all aspects of this job because it does get very uh, very repetitive doing the same thing every day. Like, okay, I'm going to drive 500 miles today, and then I'm going to drive 500 miles tomorrow. Tora really adds a lot of excitement to that. So you talked about traveling so much and how, as part of this job, you'll visit so many different places. And so what we've seen is that Tora looks like she's become very confident with cat exploring cities. How did you train her to become so confident? I wish I could take credit for that, but that's mainly just Tora. Like, if there's one person around... She's kind of freaked out, like she's very apprehensive to approach one person on their own. But if we're in a city and there's a group of people, she loves it. She loves being around large groups of people. So when we first went out to the city, we wanted to treat it like it was just a normal thing. We didn't want to like baby her or make her feel scared because we were nervous. Because how we can read their body language they can pick up when we're nervous as well. So we just wanted to go out there and be like, okay, this is normal. We're just doing our thing. So we sat down at a table in the middle of downtown Houston, I believe it was, uh, Houston, Texas, and a sporting event had just let out. So a lot of people were coming down the sidewalk and we're just like, okay, be cool, be normal. And Tora had a great time with it, meeting people and trying to walk up to everyone. And since then she's been great in cities. Wow, that's just amazing. Like, did you have to, like, give her any treats or, um, like, verbally praise her or anything during that experience? Yeah, we definitely made sure to give her treats and verbally praise her, but she was more into meeting people and getting pets from everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's just awesome. I love that. And have you found a place that, because you've traveled all around America, have you found one particular location that's just been extremely cat friendly or is there one that's been a favorite of yours i would say the most cat friendly place that we've been to is a small restaurant in tifton georgia called 41 in maine and they've been really accommodating to her like when we went there the first time destiny sat outside on the patio in view of like all the employees while i went inside to get food and as i'm sitting there ordering They're all talking about, oh, there's a cat outside, there's a cat, there's a cat. So 
they were kind of ignoring me to go like play with the cat and they all came out and they played with the cat and pet her and then they actually uh messaged us on instagram later and they're like you can bring the cat anytime and you know 10 percent off and all this and they've been really great with having tora back there multiple times and it's just a really friendly place overall well we just love to see how these sort of businesses welcome cats and treat us so well because we'd like to see more of that and yeah it's it's really great when you do find those businesses definitely is uh great to find those businesses so i just want to step back to what you said earlier about how you had tora trained up at home first before you went out trucking and that's where you sort of started the harness and leash training so i imagine tora sort of does get back home once in a while how does she find going home compared to being the truck? Like, what's her mood like, and does she prefer one over the other? I believe because everything's changing so often around her, we're always in new places, that it's just a new place to see for her. Because we're there every six to eight weeks, so it's not something that she's really used to. So she just goes there and plays around like she would in a hotel, because we've spent more time in hotels than we have actually at home. So... It's just somewhere for her to explore, and once she figures out where she likes to spend her time and hide and what she can climb on, she goes back to being regular, calm Tora. I love that. I, I just had a, a thought just occurred to me. So we have two kitties, Lumos and Noxy, and at certain times during the day and at night, they like to do the zoom, zoomies. They're running around like crazy with extra energy. Does Tora do that in the truck? Yes, when we go to sleep, that's when Tora starts her, she's going to run around and jump on everything time. So usually right after the sun goes down is when Tora gets crazy and she'll run and she'll jump from the ground to the top bunk and then back down and all over the dash and on top of the seats. And she's just running everywhere. And recently we changed our schedule to where we're driving at nights and she doesn't really know how to handle that because she wants to start running around and she's like, wait, you guys are still up. So she started to do that a little bit, but we've got her switch now where she's doing that during the day. So it worked out. That's awesome. Do you find that you've had to make any like changes for her to be able to have those zoomies? So for example, um, we're looking at getting a catwalk because we were getting sick of the kitties just jumping on all our furniture and everything. So we wanted to give them something that they can jump on when they've got that extra energy. Is there anything that she, like, it sounds like you've got the bunk beds and stuff. So is there anything else that you've had to set up for her to do that? It's mainly just the scratching posts and the cat condo on her bunk beds. We've been adding more stuff for her to climb on up there as she's been climbing on our stuff. So that's helped a lot with keeping her confined to just running along the bed. Mm. Something that I just thought about, does the noise of the truck or the horns sounding ever bother her because i'd imagine that quite loud and most cats get freaked out by sounds such as those or vacuum cleaners she actually tends to gravitate towards the louder vehicles now like if there's a car coming by when we're outside she's scared of the car but if it's a truck she'll try to go in the truck uh which is a problem that we had in the beginning was her trying to get in random people's trucks when we were walking her. <laughs> but she notices the loud trucks as her home pretty much now uh as far as the horn i don't think she's heard the horn yet and it is an air horn on a string so you just pull it so i'm waiting for the day that she pulls it herself and figures that one out oh yeah i can just imagine that that <laughs> string hanging there what can i do with that 
in the middle of the night while you're asleep. That's definitely when it's going to happen if it does. <laughs> so in the beginning, did you have to condition her to get used to the truck noise? Uh, not really. We, when we got her to the time that we were in the truck was only three days. So she was still very young because we got her at eight weeks old. So she adapted to it very quickly. When it first started moving, she didn't really know what to do because she had sat in it for a couple hours and gotten used to it. So when we started driving, she was kind of freaked out by that. But she warmed up to it quickly. That's so awesome. It's, um, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are feeling a bit jealous because I know we sometimes struggle with our cats in the car. So it's awesome that she just adjusted so well. I was very surprised by that. Uh, when we first got her, it was a four-mile drive back home, and we started it in a cat carrier, and she would not stop crying. So we were like, okay, maybe we try opening it and letting her out and seeing what she does. And she got out, and she laid on the dash, and it was raining, so she watched the rain for a little bit, and then she went to sleep. And she's been calm in cars and trucks ever since, so we got really lucky with her on that. That's so awesome. I, I just love that. And I just had a thought. I wonder if because she's used to those noises of the trucks and the loud noise. Maybe that's why she's so good in busy areas and crowds. That actually hadn't even occurred to me. That's probably correct. How does she find, like, quieter areas? She likes quiet areas as long as it's just us. Like, if we're on a trail and someone else comes along, she's kind of scared of the other person. But back to her in cities, if there's more people on the trail, uh, like, it's a very busy trail, She's comfortable with that, and she likes that. But she likes quiet areas and going outside to play in open, like, rest areas and stuff, as opposed to truck stops. I've got to say, like, her personality is quite unusual compared to others. Like, I mean, she loves loud noises, and then she loves crowds, as opposed to, you know, the quiet and the solid solitude of not too many people. So she's probably well-suited to this trucking life. Yes, we got very lucky with her personality. So we mentioned before a little bit about how you found this great place that you could go back and back again and again with businesses. And What's your criteria, if any, that you look for in terms of cat-friendly businesses? Uh, usually, when we start our day, we'll look ahead about 500 miles to the area that we'll be shutting down in. So from there, we'll find out what's walking distance from us and uh, from the truck stop, and we'll go in and find who has patios because nowhere's going to let us sit inside with the cat. So from there, we'll just call everyone and make sure that they're pet friendly. That's awesome. So what do you do in winter? Tora actually loves the winter. Uh, when we first got her, it was January, so it was still snowing. And we went from our first trip with her was from Florida. So it was 85 degrees Fahrenheit there. And we drove straight up to Minnesota where it was 12 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was snowing and very cold. And we were like, you know, can we walk her here? Is this going to be okay? So we took her outside and we we're just like, okay, we're going to hold her and see how she does. And she loved it. She was so excited to be outside. So we ended up getting her little sweater so she could wear. And we let her outside to play in the snow. And that's when she's most excited. She's running around and playing. And if she's in the snow, she does not stop. She absolutely loves the winter. I can just imagine like the happiness and the joy that she has when you're in the snow on that would be so adorable how about like with restaurants because it would be really cold to sit on the patio in winter how do you find restaurants during that time 
we actually don't have much experience with finding restaurants in the winter yet. Uh, we had a very limited time in the snow, and then we came back down south. So we don't have much experience in that, but I'm looking forward to it this year. Yeah, that's understandable. I think um, more and more people are doing it during winter like this. Like breweries seem to be the place to be with cats in the middle of winter because you're allowed to take them inside, but I'm not sure how their food system works. And I I'm guessing you can't drink while you're driving. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. So we're coming towards the end of our podcast and we've got a few questions that we ask everyone. So what is one piece of advice that you'd give to new cat explorers? To new cat explorers, I would say just take it at the cat's pace. It's very easy to see cats on Instagram or anywhere online where they're doing really well and to look at them and go well my cat's not doing well he's just sitting here in the grass he won't move but everybody's been in that position it was the same with us when we first started and I'm sure it was the same with you guys and your two cats so just be patient and take it slow and try not to compare yourself to other cats online because we've all been in that position where it wasn't going so smoothly and it still happens sometimes to most of us so just go slow and work with it at your own pace yeah that really um makes a lot of sense considering your earlier story about how you trained Tora with the harness and leash like it wasn't a case of put the harness on leash and Tora loved it you got the typical yeah. reaction pop you know what is this <laughs> get this thing off me so People forget that when they see the Instagram stories and the glossy stuff on online, but that's the beginning and the origin story, which you know, everyone has, basically. Definitely. And I like your point about even for those cat explorers who've been doing it for a while, they still have those days. So, for example, this week I took Noxie for a walk. She decided to sit in a bush for 30 minutes, so I had to sit on the ground waiting for her because I got tired. And then an ant came and bit me in the butt. <laughs> like. <laughs> we still have those days that just kind of just like oh it's not really going for us today but I didn't post about that on Instagram because I didn't get a pretty photo so <laughs> of course. Yeah. it's not all glamorous yeah it's not glamorous at all so what's the most entertaining comment you've had when you've been out and about with Tora the most entertaining comment uh we were on our way home so we were going into Florida and the one thing that always seems to happen in trucking is no matter how long you're away from home when you start to go back is when you have a problem so of course we had a problem and we blew a tire so we had a mechanic come out and as he's fixing the tire he gives me the bills and Tora pokes her head out and he looks at her and for anyone that hasn't seen Tora Tora has a flat face and he looks at the cat and he goes what's wrong with that cat it looks like it ran into a wall and I didn't really know how to respond to that so I just kind of laughed and I signed the bills and we went our separate ways. But that stuck with me since then was, what's wrong with that cat? It looks like it ran into a wall. She doesn't look like she ran into a wall. She's beautiful. <laughs> well, thank I, you. I wonder if he just like suddenly had this shock of, oh, there's a cat there. I have to say something. What's the first thing that came into my head? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how his thought process went with that one, but... It was a good comment, so I appreciate it. So, which cat explorers inspire you? So, I actually have three for that one. First would be Great Grams of Gary, because as I mentioned earlier, he was the inspiration for getting Tor outside, um, and that really helped a lot. So, without him, I don't think we would even have thought it was possible to have Tora be a cat explorer. Uh, second would be Cat Named Calvin. Calvin 
Calvin's been a big inspiration as far as tricks because he knows a lot of tricks. He can do tons of things. So we really look up to Calvin when it comes to training Toro, which is something that we're working on now with high five and jumping when we tell her to jump and not just jumping all around the truck. So Calvin's big, been a big inspiration in that area. And we actually got a chance to meet Calvin in Texas, and that was a great time. And then third would be Ashby the Aristocat. And Ashby is someone that we look up to because – they put the good and the bad out there, like we were talking about earlier, where you just see the good side of everything on Instagram. Ashby will actually say, okay, here's our successes from today, and here's where things kind of went wrong. So we look to them for that, and Ashby's also a good one to look up to because they didn't start cat exploring until Ashby was four years old. So you can really look to them to see that it's not just kittens. You don't just have to have a kitten and then you can be a cat explorer. It can be older cats as well, and that's great. I love these examples that you've provided because they reinforce your point of what you're trying to say in that the inspiration is out there. Like all these different Instagram profiles and all these different cats out there are doing amazing things and like yourself showing that you can take a cat trucking. Like you can take a cat and tr- teach it tricks. You can t- take take a cat and t- take it stand-up paddleboarding. The world is, you know and possibilities are endless so it's an open wide world that they can go and explore and i love that point that you make about it thank you and i think i'm really sorry if this is wrong but i believe gary's actually missing a hip or he's got like a hip injury as well so some of the stuff that he does is pretty incredible yes that's correct it's amazing to see the stuff that gary does and he's out there taking pictures with helicopters and going kayaking and on mountains so he's a huge inspiration Mm, yeah definitely so what product service or program has been a game changer for Tora? the biggest thing that we could recommend to any cat explorer is getting a backpack for your cat because it serves as a safe place for them and something that's going to help us out a lot walking the cats because we're out on trails and they get tired what do you do then so it's a great thing to have the backpack to carry them around on trails when they don't feel like walking because i'm sure you guys have had the same experience where sometimes they'll go for miles and then sometimes it's about 10 feet and they want to hide in the bush but also when you're in the cities and stuff like that where they don't feel very comfortable they'll always have that safe space to go back to we definitely agree with that and um, we've had that as our experience as well where lumos is a bit (laughs) lazy so he will not walk very far i can only imagine the pain that I would have to endure <laughs> if I had to carry him for the whole trail. Because he'd walk probably like what, a couple of feet, you know, a couple of meters. And then if we're talking about a several several uh, mile trail or a several kilometer trail, oh, I'd be so much pain. So that is definitely helpful, and especially in cities as well, where like, which is normal for most cats, they get scared by the noise and the people. So they need a safe place to go. And the pack pack definitely does that for them. Yeah, of course. It's been a huge help to us and anyone else that we've seen with one. It's a great thing to have. So, David, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a blast. Where can we find you and Tora online? Online, we're on Instagram at, at underscore Toracat. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll put those links and any other links from today's episode in the show notes, which will be available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. 
Did you know that leaving a review for the Cat Explorer podcast helps us continue this podcast? The reviews help us find sponsors and they help fund this podcast. So it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review wherever you listen and we'll read it out on a future episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. That's it for today and we'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world. <laughs>